you for your word. We come to you to your word humbly, Father, expecting the Spirit of God to speak and to reveal himself to us through your word and to re- re- reveal you, Father, to us, to show us how to apply your word to our lives and what the word means, Lord. And we thank you for these things. We give you the praise and the honor for them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's open up our Bibles to the book of Philippians. We're going to stop there for just a second, and then we're going to continue on over in uh, 2 Corinthians, but I just wanted to go back and read our verse here where we're at. And so here we are in uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 15. It says, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me or partnered with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. Uh, And so uh, we were talking a a little bit about the giving and receiving. We went went back all the way back to the book of Genesis, uh, chapter 8. Or it says in verse 22, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So uh, there is a spiritual law of seed time and harvest. And I was thinking about this, you know, there, there is a law called gravity, right? That's also a law. And who created gravity? The Lord created gravity, right? It's interesting because uh, as engineers and scientists, we can write a formula for gravity, right? It's, it's a ratio of the, of the masses of two bodies. And so you can calculate out what the force of gravity will be between those two bodies based upon how much they weigh or the actual mass of them. And so, uh, but we have no idea where it comes from. We can measure it. We can work around it. We can overcome it by things like uh, airplanes and, and such. But we have no idea what causes it, right? I mean, we know like electricity, electricity can be generated through a generator. You've got a spinning mass of, of metal uh, in a magnetic field, and it'll produce an electrical current. Uh, well, you know, so we can measure that and figure out why it works and where it comes from. But we have no idea where gravity comes from. They, they, you know, it's there, and we all know it's there. But they can, you ask a scientist, you know, especially people who, well, there is no God, will tell me how gravity works. Well, it's based on a mass. I know that, but how does it work? Where does it come from? And they, they have no idea. Same thing with magnetism, right? They, they know it's there. They can measure magnetism, but they don't really know w- what causes it, right? Other than it's, you know, an iron ore of some kind like that, something like that. But still, they don't really know. And so, you know, basic fundamental questions of, of uh, creation, they don't, of course, I don't know either. So I'm not saying like I know. I'm just saying I don't have to know because God created it and that's good enough for me. And so, but God created gravity and gravity is... Um, applicable to everybody on the earth, not just to his people. Amen. So there are some laws that God put in place, uh, like seed time and harvest, that are applicable to everybody in the world, not just to the child of God. And so people even outside the kingdom of heaven can take advantage of seed time and harvest. And you see that sometimes people are generous and they do well. And so, well, why are they blessed? Well, because seed time and harvest can work for them too, if they're generous, especially even to to the people of God, uh, the Lord, the Lord sees that, Amen. Or, or to other people, you know, you, typically you're being generous to people who have a need greater than your need, and so the Lord cares for people, all people, whether they're in His uh, kingdom or not. Uh, that's why He sent the Lord Jesus, of course. Uh, and so, um, so He does put some laws in place, uh, just like this: uh, uh, seed time and harvest, cold and heat. Uh, you know, the Bible says that He sends the rain on the just and the unjust. Amen. Not just the just. Amen. And so he, he put these laws in motion. Seed time and harvest, uh, cold and heat, summer and winter. He put those in motion for the earth, for the, for the whole earth. So not just the people of God. So there are some spiritual laws that can be taken advantage of. 
Now, and all natural laws can be taken advantage of by uh, people in, in the church and those outside of the church. Doesn't mean they're going to heaven, right? You don't get to heaven by just giving things away, but you can take advantage of the law of seed time and harvest. So let's uh, turn over to Second uh, Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 9, and we'll continue there today. <clears throat> and so we're just looking at some scriptures here. And there's really just some, some, good, uh, some good scriptures in this area of uh, sowing and reaping. And so <clears throat> we have started out in verse 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. It says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Uh, and, of course, we talked last week about that and in, in, in that uh, whose responsibility is it to determine if you're uh, sowing bountifully or sparingly? It's, it's yours, right? Is it mine? Is it, as the pastor, is it my job to determine that, to look at it and go, you know, you could have done better than that. It's, that's not my job, right? Uh, now, I, I could say that, but um, uh, I'm not going to say that. It's not my job. But it's also, because uh, uh, last week we said it, it's your job to do that, but the, even this week as I was meditating on this verse, I realized, because the very next verse says, every man according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give. So your heart is primarily your spirit, right? It's not just your spirit, but it, it's uh, in, a, in a perfectly mature Christian, it would be essentially his spirit. Uh, and your spirit is being informed by the spirit of God. So it's really you and the spirit of God are determining what is bountiful, right? He, he would let you know, well, you know, uh, you're doing this right here. You can uh, do more than that. Or you're doing this right here. And he go, yeah, that, that's how much you should give. Uh, it should be your heart, right? Not your mind. It's not your mental capacity, not your intellect going, uh, uh, you know, uh, this is all I'm going to give. Or, you know, there are some people, there are some people, if they come into money, uh, they would say, well, you know, we're not going to give that much money to the church. You know, the church doesn't need that much money. Uh, and there are people who say things like that, right? Uh, and, well, that's, see, that's a mental thing. That's an that's a intellectual uh, decision because uh, if, you're, if you're tithing and you're tithing to your church and then suddenly, you know, your great uncle on your mother's side passes away and he sends you a, a big check and, uh, you know, you're going to tithe. Well, that's a big tithe check, so... You know, I'm not going to give all that money to them. Uh, well, see, that's an intellectual thing, right? And I think we talked about the story with Brother Hagen, uh, where, you know, the deal was that he was supposed to get uh, uh, over a many, many weeks, uh, uh, as many as nine weeks, but I don't know how many weeks he'd be going this one. But the church, and he agreed every Tuesday, you know, was a building fund uh, offering, and every Thursday and Friday, you know, whatever comes in goes to you, and you know, whatever the deal was, right? And so... Uh, he started, they started giving a lot of money to the ministry on those d- nights for Brother Hagen, And one of the elders said, or one of the deacons said, that's too much money. Well, is that according to his heart or is that according to his intellect? It's according to his intellect, right? Because the deal was, then, you know, because the people, you know, they, they know, well, Thursday, you know, we're going to give to Brother Hagen. On Tuesday, we give to the building. And, you know, and, and the, the pastor was fine with that. And Brother Hagen was fine with that. And, of course, he always made sure they didn't give an extra big pull for money, right? Well, it's Thursday. You know, you all make sure you give double on Thursday, right? He never said things like that. Uh, and so just in, in the normal giving, the, the church was being generous to Brother Hagen, but then one of the deacons said, well, that's too much money. We're going to keep half of that. Uh, and so in the middle of service, he jumped down and didn't know what he was doing. He just jumped down, sat down next to the guy, didn't know it was the guy, and said, you know, uh, uh, you know they're trying to steal my money? Looked at the guy and said that, you know, they're trying to steal my money. And then just went back up to preaching and didn't know it was the guy. 
And of course, he's all red faced, and you know, the pastor's just, you know, he's probably uh, turned plaid. And so, uh, but that's what he was trying to steal the money, wasn't he, right? And so, uh, how much money is too much money? You know, that, I would, that's just not even a valid question because it's not a question of too much money uh, in any regards. It's what does your heart tell you? So, if your heart tells you, well, give it all, was well, that too much money? Because there's been times, you know, for me and Chris, you know, we had a, a certain amount of money that we'd, we'd come into, and uh, the Lord just said, you give it all away. Okay. Was that too much money? You know, do, uh, well, is, is a penny too little much money, too little money? I don't know. You know, and, and so I don't ever have to get bent out of shape from that as a pastor because it's according to your heart. Now, your heart could be, you know, there's all kinds of different levels of the heart, right? You got a, the best heart is a pure heart, right? But you can go from pure, pure heart all the way down to an evil heart of unbelief as a child of God, right? How many Christians do you think have an evil heart of unbelief when they're giving? <laughs> and so, uh, probably more than one, right? No, I'm not going to give that money to them. Fine, you know, I don't care. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be mad at you uh, if you give or don't give. Uh, and so, so the, the, the way that you know if you're sowing bountifully or not is you ask the Lord. And that's it. It's really simple, right? Uh, and and you, should never, you should never give, you know, people say give, give till it hurts or give big, right? You know, I mean, I, I don't know what give big means, right? Because to me, give big means a dollar's not big. But if, if for you, a dollar may be big, right? Uh, I remember when dollars were big. I remember, you know, uh, I mean, my first, uh, I used to mow a yard. I could mow a whole yard, about a quarter acre yard with a push mower. I'd mow it for $3. And I had all the business I could get, right? Because everybody's like, yeah, come mow for me, right? And I'd pick up my one gallon can and, and pick up my push mower, put it in my sister's trunk, and she'd drive me over there, and I'd work an hour and mow and push mow in this yard and thought I was rich, you know? And um, that was not a long-term successful plan. Uh, and so I got out of that business uh, after a few years, you know? And so, but that, if I, you know, I had never made any money before. And so $3 to me was a lot of money. Uh, and, and so, you know, so if I gave a dollar, that's a, that's a big part. Of, if I gave $3, that's an hour of my life, right? Uh, and so that's, that's a pretty good exchange, right? So uh, it's not for me at all to determine what you can and can't give, what you, what you could and shouldn't give. Uh, and and it's, it's, un, it's unethical, it's un, immoral, it's unbiblical for me as a minister to ever tell you what you should give. And I don't even like saying give big because that's not a biblical phrase. I can say give bountifully because that is a biblical phrase. And then, then I just leave that in your hands, right? Uh, and so I don't have to... Uh, and, and I have had people... Uh, give before, and I knew they had no means, and yet they gave what I would consider a large offering for them, and just in tears, you know, sometimes I would receive it in tears, and just, just because, you know, you could say, no, I'm, I can't receive that, you know, you could find that balance in that, because if I had done something to imply to you, well, unless you give, you're not spiritual, and then they felt coerced to give, well, then, you know, that's not really fair to them. But if they just out of the out of the, just they just wanted to do that, and it was just, they were compelled in their own heart to do that, you have to receive that. Well, you know you can't you shouldn't receive that. Jesus had no problem with receiving it from the widow, right? I mean, she's a widow, and she gave really all she had, and he had no problem with that. And so, uh, so you just kind of leave it alone, right? You just if that's what they want to do, you you just leave it alone, and you, you accept it with the grace, and you you thank the Lord that they'll be blessed because of that. Uh, and so. 
so, so the nice thing about that is uh, really all you have to do is, uh, according to verse 7, every man according as he purposed in his heart. Not grudgingly, right? Uh, so you shouldn't ever uh, regret giving. Uh, and there's been once or twice when I have regretted giving because, you know, man, you know, they were, they were hyping it up and you running down and you throw it on the, the ground and you go back and go, man, I just, you know, I just, uh, uh, and, you know, those things happen. It's unfortunate they happen, you know, but they have happened. And, and uh, I don't need to see, show hands, but I imagine most everybody in here has probably done that once or twice, right? They just, oh, you got to give, you know, uh, the Lord's going to bless you triple. And, and we talked about how uh, there's no such thing as a, as a debt-busting anointing, right? Uh, because it sounds good. It preaches great, right? You give, and we've got to get a debt-busting anointing. So you gotta, but you've got to pay for it is what you're saying, right? I mean, even, even when they're giving away money, it says no purchase required, right? No purchase necessary. But for the church, giving is necessary before you get access to the debt-busting anointing, right? That just seems kind of not good, Right? Uh, I mean, it, 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 it's not that it seems like it, it's not good. It's just plain old not good, right? It's not that it seems like it's not good. It's just not good. Uh, and so uh, there were people that would say, if, if, you, uh, if you send me some money, I'll send you a red string. And you tie this red string around your waist. And if you need to lose weight, you'll lose weight. And if you need to gain weight, you'll gain weight. This red string is an anointed red string. You know, if he got a penny, that would have been too much. But you know they got lots of money from stuff like that. Why? Because unfortunately the church is really gullible. Because it, uh, things like that prey upon uh, on your lusts, right? Your desires that, for things that, uh, that you want but you're not willing to work for. Uh, and so people want to lose weight, but they don't want to quit eating. Okay, great. Okay, that's, that's none of my business. You don't want to quit eating? None of my business. But the Lord's not going to just give you a magic pill, right? Uh, now they got that... Uh, those shots you can take, right? They got those, all the, all the uh, Kardashians are taking those shots, right? And you can eat a buffalo and you still lose weight. It's amazing, right? And, uh, and so I think it's kind of like the buffalo shot, right? Uh, and so, uh, you know, so they are coming with these miracle drugs. Of course, you know, you take, you, you get the, uh, you, well, you could believe God not to get the side effects, I suppose. But I don't know if you could be a glutton over here and take the shot by faith over here and ask the Lord to, you know, is the Lord merciful? He is merciful, but I just don't know, you know, I wouldn't want to roll the dice like that. I want a sure thing. I want faith. Faith is a sure thing, right? I don't like this, you know, uh, running on the edge like things like that. And so, but there's been so many gimmicks in the body of Christ, and it's unfortunate, amen? Yes. Giving is, is for real, amen? Giving and receiving the law of, of seed time and harvest is a real spiritual law that the Lord has established. There's, there's so much scripture in fact, uh, we've been going through, we're working on a book just for uh, that topic uh, in the area of, of uh, the Lord's provision. And there's actually more verses for giving and receiving and finances than there are for healing. And we just had to kind of, I mean, there's, there's over 2,000 verses, which is, you know, uh, I mean, that's a lot, right? Uh, uh, that's about 6 or 7 or 8% of the Bible is all about finances. That's a lot, the whole Bible, right? There's 31,000 verses in, in, in the uh, scripture, so 3,000 verses would be 10%. So at 2,000, about 2,500 or so, uh, you're about 7 or 8%. Uh, all verses in the scripture have something to do with finances, right? Either giving, receiving, taking care of the poor, you know, uh, uh, be wise with your finances. So anything, you know, it's anything related to finances, that's a lot of verses related to that, amen? Uh, why? Because it's a big problem in the world, amen? 
Uh, and um, the only verse that I know that's the root of all evil is where it says that money, the love of money, is the root of all evil. You didn't say, you know, uh, watching TV is the root of all evil or being in pride is the root of all evil. Uh, he said the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, and so why is that? Well, because money allows you to obtain things, amen? And people want things. And so nothing wrong with things, but uh, you have to make sure that you're not in love with things. And so, so the key to verse, to verse 6 there about uh, giving uh, bountifully uh, is according to your heart. And notice that verse 6 there is the law of seed time and harvest, right? You sow and you reap. Uh, and, um, uh, and so you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. And so the proportion of your reaping is, is based entirely upon uh, the proportion of your, of your sowing, right? As the Lord would define it, not as I would define it. Uh, and so the nice thing about that is that's a pretty basic law, really simple law. You, you sow and you reap. Uh, and so there's nothing else that comes along with that, right? We talked about how people say, well, this, this ministry is good soil, so sow here. Well, it, it says uh, the, the sowing and reaping is only talking about what you're actually doing, right? How much money you're actually giving according to the Lord and you, right? Not according to me, but according to you and the Lord. Uh, your, your reaping is based entirely upon what you sow, not where you sow, right? And so because if you sow according to your heart, then that's the sowing, right? It's sowing what, what, what the Lord tells you to do. So it's not the destination, it's the faith of you sowing is, is where the reaping will come from. Uh, and people need to understand, if they, see, if you get to that point, see, then you're good. Because you walk in a big church and you give all the money you want you want to in a big church. You can go to a small church, give all the money you want to in a small church. You can go to, you can go to a church that, you know, maybe they're not doing things right, but the Lord says you give to that church anyway. You know, there's been plenty of times when, I know Brother Hagen, uh, uh, he, he said this publicly, but uh, you remember um, Jim and Tammy Bakers, you know, uh, th- those folks there? Uh, you know, they were, they were uh, interesting folks, right? And so I guess it's Tammy. Didn't Tammy pass? I think she, I think she passed. Uh, I know maybe she did. I don't know. Uh, I guess it was uh, Jan Crouch passed, didn't she, right? Uh, uh, but uh, it was Tammy Baker, and, and uh, of course they're divorced now, and, and he went to prison for many years for, for a lot of things that he ought not to have done, I guess. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But anyway, uh, but there's a lot of financial scandal in their ministries. Anybody remember all that stuff? I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on, right? Oh, the Lord told Brother, hey, you, you write him a check and send it to him. Well, you think the Lord would have blessed that check? Do you think the Lord would have uh, allowed Brother Hagen to reap from sowing of that? I mean, what they're doing with their money wasn't, uh, if, it, if all the things they say, right? I'm, I'm, again, I'm not here to judge them because I don't know. But if the things they said were so, then what they were doing with the money was not appropriate, right? Paying off, you know, uh, mistresses and all kinds of stuff, right? Gold-plated uh, dog houses and all kinds of interesting things like that, right? But, uh, and so, uh, but the Lord said, you sow it to them. Well, well, why? Well, it doesn't matter why. If the Lord says you do it, then okay, then you do it, right? And so... Uh, what I found in my life is the Lord says to do it. I just do it. And, well, don't you have any regrets about it? Not a penny, of, you know. Uh, well, there were some times when I, when I, when, when I gave when I, the Lord didn't tell me to, but any time the Lord told me to give, which was most of the time, uh, I don't have any regrets about it. Uh, and I've had people, you know, well, don't you regret giving all that money to them? No, not, not for a second. Uh, and so, uh, and really, as long as you uh, do as to the best of your knowledge, what the Lord wants you to do, see, then, then you're good, right? According as a man uh, purpose in his heart, not as a man purpose in his mind, right? Uh, and, 
you know, my pastor years ago, uh, he got called up for uh, jury duty. Uh, anybody ever got called up for jury duty in here? Yeah, I keep, I said, man, I'd, I'd love to be jury duty, right? I don't know how you get in that deal, right? A murder case? Hang him. Did you hang him? No, he went to prison. Okay, well. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. Uh, <clears throat> the, the, the case that he was in was like some kind of insurance case. And it just so happened that he and his dad both were on the jury at the same time. Uh, and his dad was one of these folks, you know, he was, he was a lifelong union member and, and sort of a, a Democrat-thinking uh, person, you know, and that's not necessarily bad or good, it's just that's the way he was. Uh, and uh, so the deal was this kid was like a 24-year-old kid was supposed to get this huge insurance settlement. And so now the jury was supposed to decide whether or not uh, he should get it based upon the evidence. But in the deliberation, uh, the, my pastor's father said, well, he can't get that. That's too much money for someone his age. And my pastor's like, that's, not, that's irrelevant. The, the only thing that matters is should he get it or not? Not is, not is he worthy to get it or should a person that age get it? See, that's, that's, that's mental thinking, right? But your heart says, is it right or wrong? Your heart says, Lord, what do you want me to do? But see, because your mental thing, you know, you start, if you dwell on, on, on giving and receiving in your mind, you're going to think, think of a thousand things you could do with that money other than give it away, right? You can think about your cheeseburger you're going to have tomorrow. You're going to think about their cable bill coming in next week. You're going to think about, you know, this or that, you know, or the, uh, and, and you'll, you'll talk yourself right out of it. And if you talk yourself out of it, you've talked yourself out of the blessings of the Lord because sowing and reaping, right? So the reaping, now the reaping in the Lord's economy is always greater than the sowing, right? You sow, uh, you sow bountifully and you reap bountifully, but in the Lord's economy, it's always, it's always greater than what you, because he said, give and it shall be given unto you, what? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. So you didn't give running over. He didn't say give running over. He's a give. Uh, and the implication is you give according to the will and plan of God. Uh, and so... And if you sow, you know, a, a, a single seed of corn, you're going to get a whole stock of corn. And, uh, and out of that one stock of corn, you get, I don't know, how many, how many ears of corn do you get from a stock of corn? Several, right? I mean, not, not one, but several. But even in that, you could take all those several and then turn them into a whole bunch more seed, right? Unless you get the GMO stuff, right? And then, it, then it's, you can't reproduce, right? It's all inert but anyway we're getting into uh, uh, botany there so uh, but the key is every man according as he purposed in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or out of necessity or really being compelled right and that that's where I believe the church has has gone far afield of that out of out of compelling people to give how many crying preachers have you seen on tv right? if you don't give we're all going under that's what are they doing they're trying to compel you to give right Anybody ever given to a crying preacher? You know, don't ever do it again. You know, uh, you're not in trouble, but don't ever do it again, right? Now, if the Lord tells you to, that's fine, right? Because sometimes you can just ignore the crying, and the Lord says, "Hey, you help them out," because they, uh, we're going to have mercy on him, and that's fine, right? But it, see, that's not you being compelled; that's you uh, yielding to the Spirit of God. But if you give out of your emotions, and how many people have given out of their emotions? See, that's where, where the minister, primarily some ministers, the ministry has compelled you or really snookered you into giving, right? And that even sounds worse, right? Where they snooker you into giving. And so, uh, uh, so you know, all of that, all of that is wrong. Uh, but if, if people give according to, as a purpose in his heart, then, uh, then all is well, amen? Uh, and so then you go, you go to, 
where people start saying, well, that ministry makes too much money or that person gets too much money in the ministry. See, uh, what does that even mean? Because if you think about it, then either all of those people were compelled or giving out of necessity or were coerced to give, or all those people, you know, or maybe many of them gave out of, out of their, uh, their heart, right, according to what the Lord told them to give in their heart. Uh, and, you know, I remember uh, this has been a long time ago, but like Jesse DePlantis was talking about how he had 250,000 partners in his ministry. That's a lot of partners, right? If every partner gave him $4 a month, that's a million dollars a month, right? That's $12 million. Uh, and, you know, a whole lot are going to give more than $4 a month. Some probably won't give anything. But uh, I know uh, years ago, uh, what's, uh, um, what's the lady's, uh, the minister lady's name that Jerry likes? Uh, uh, Joyce, Meyer. Joyce Meyer. Yeah, Joyce Meyer. Uh, Joyce Meyer uh, was made, one year she made over $100 million a year. At least that's what I heard, you know. Um, was that too much money? Uh, see, I, 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 w- I would never say anything like because I don't know. I would have to go and ask the, the you know, 100 million people that gave to her, all of, every one of them, how many of you were uh, coerced to give or how many of you gave just because you, her ministry is a blessing to you. you see, I just, uh, if, you, if in your heart you say, well, that's wrong, that she shouldn't have that much money, see, you're immediately in a place where you shouldn't be because now you're judging somebody else. Amen. You just leave it alone. Well, well what, don't you think that's wrong? I, I, have, no, I have no comment. Because to, 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 to give an opinion, I would have to stand as in the position of judge in that situation. Uh, and, and what am I judging based upon? Now, if I watched her every service, and I don't, but if I watched every service, and every service she's like, if you don't give, God won't bless you. Then I could say, well, then she's not giving, she's not receiving according to the word of God. Right? I'm not judging her, I'm just judging what she's saying that, you know, and the Lord can judge her however he sees fit there. But if she gets up and says, you know, we've got a special uh, debt-busting anointing, well, I could say, well, you know, that's not biblical either. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with judging what people say by, by, based upon the Word of God, but to say that that ministry shouldn't, shouldn't have that much money, then, then I'm standing in a position that doesn't belong to me. And people do that all the time. You know, people say, well, you know, uh, anybody ever seen pictures of Joel Osteen's house? I mean, it's like, you know, you have to have, like, I think it's got a subway in it, right? Not a sandwich shop, but a, like a railroad system in there. It's huge, right? It's, I mean, it's a gazillion square feet. He shouldn't have that big of a house. None of my business, right? Uh, Brother Copeland shouldn't have multiple jet airplanes. None of my business. I mean, uh, and for me to ever stand in that role, see, then I would have to be a judge on the earth. And, and um, I am not a judge on the earth, amen? I can, I can tell you what's biblical and what's not biblical according to the Word of God, but you don't find anything in the Word of God that says you can't have too much money because there, there's nothing like that uh, because if you have too much money, then hopefully you're giving it away. And I know, you know people like they complain about folks like Joel Osteen's church. He's got like 18,000 people in his church, uh, and he probably helps more homeless people than we will, we've ever done. He probably helps more homeless people in a, in a year, in a month, or a day than we probably have ever done combined the whole time we've been in ministry. Uh, and so uh, we, we have to get out of that trap. We have to get out of that because if we start judging other people, see, then, then however, however we judge is how the Lord's going to judge us. And if you start saying that ministry has too much money, then the Lord, said, then the Lord will, will he'll put that same judgment on you that you've got too much money. Then I will, I will restrain your receiving 
to be equivalent, right? Whatever you, whatever you think over there is too much money, then he will put that same judgment upon you because it's, it's sowing and reaping works both good and bad, right? And so you got to be careful about that. Uh, and, um, uh, and so one thing I will tell you this, you know, let's say, because uh, the law of sowing and reaping is valid for things other than finances, right? Uh, you, sow, you sow love, you reap love, right? So sowing and reaping works in every area of life. But also if you sow... Uh, uh, if you sow negative things, right? You sow judgment, then you're going to reap judgment. That's that's a valid uh, that's a valid uh, a valid thing that happens. And a lot of people end up getting judged because of their sowing of judgment without even knowing it. Why isn't anything working for me? Because you're you're judgmental, uh, and that's why. So the the nice thing though is there is an attribute of God called mercy that can that can short circuit the negative judgment. And so if you've been judging other people, the Lord can have mercy on you and take care of you uh, in a, you know, however he sees fit. Amen. And so I wouldn't live there, but, you know, sometimes the Lord will override his judgment that would arrive because if you're sowing of judgment, he can override that by his mercy. And so the Lord is kind and merciful. and We thank him for that. But it's not a place you want to live. Amen. You want to live by faith, not by not by the mercy of God. If you live by faith, then you can determine exactly the kind of life that you have, uh, a bountiful life or a, um, uh, well, if you're going to live by faith, you're going to live a bountiful life, amen? Uh, and so, so we don't give grudgingly, you know. We don't give out of necessity, out, out of compulsion, right, uh, where people are forcing us to or coercing us uh, emotionally to do that. He says, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Uh, and so, does God love a cheerful giver? That's, that's what it says, right? And so that's not just a phrase we say. Well, God loves a cheerful giver, right? Uh, and you really should, every time you give, you should give with gladness, right? You give with gladness because, Lord, I'm so thankful that you've blessed me. Uh, and so because you've blessed me, I'm so glad that I have the opportunity to give. Uh, and that's really, it should be our heart's attitude. Every time we give, we should, be a, we should give with, with gladness and joy because of what the Lord has done for us, Amen. And if you have a need and you know that, the, you know, if you have needs in your life, the only economy I can see uh, to get out of that is the law of sowing and reaping again. Amen. Uh, and so, you know, uh, the Lord said, uh, just real quick, if you go back to, uh, to Malachi, right? That's the last book of the Old Testament. And we know these verses, but uh, just think in, in the context of uh, sowing and reaping, uh, we can look at this real quick. So... Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Malachi, here we go, right? And so in Malachi uh, chapter 3, he says in verse 10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that, you may, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me that now herewith. So the Lord's fine with you proving him. You know, prove me that I'm going to do what I'm going to say I'm going to do. Amen? Uh, and so he's not saying that, that you're tempting the Lord, because tempting the Lord would be, to jump off a jump off a building and expect the Lord to take care of you, uh, and so, uh, but He said, "Prove me now herewith," said the Lord, "if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you shall not have, that there shall not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of, of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time of the field," said the Lord of hosts. So, uh, the point the point here is that if you give a by the direction of the Spirit of God, in this case he's talking about specifically about tithing, that uh, you think you're, that your tithing is going to be equal to the windows of heaven being opened up, 
Now, this phrase where it says windows of heaven, this is the same exact phrase that they used with Noah in the flood. So it's a flood, right? It's not just, you know, you may give whatever you give, but it's not going to equal the flood of the windows of heaven opening up to, to flood the entire earth. Uh, and so, uh, but the thing is, this, this promise here, like really every promise in the word God has a prerequisite that you've got to bring the tithes in, right? And so, so people want the windows of heaven, but this, the law of sowing reaping dictates that all of the blessings of reaping comes from the faithful giving, amen? And so uh, th- this shouldn't be controversial, and yet wars are fought in the church about that, you know? And so, and, and again, if, I, if I'm, uh, now, it did, in the previous verses, it talked about if you don't give that you're cursed with a curse, right? We do know, because we live in the New Testament, that you are not cursed if you don't give. Uh, and so because you're redeemed from the curse of the law. And that was the law, right? These Old Testaments, the law. So if that's a curse that comes about by failing the law, which is the only way the curses will come, then if you're redeemed from that curse, then you won't get cursed, right? And so, so if I don't give, I'm not cursed. That's 100% correct. Oh, that's great. But you're not blessed either, right? I mean, so you're on your own. Uh, uh, and, 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 you know, a lot of people are like, okay, I'll take that. You know, that, you know, some people are willing to do that. They're willing to just be on their own, right? Work, work 80 hours a week to be prosperous, whatever. And you can work 40 hours a week and give and be just as prosperous, amen? I don't know what the number is. I'll hold, you know, can, I, can I make a contract with that? I'm not making no contract with nobody. But the Lord said if you tithe, if you bring the tithes into the storehouse, that he'll open up the windows of heaven for you. Uh, and so back to, back to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 then. Uh, and so... <clears throat> And, and, and really what he says in verse 8 uh, is, is a repeat of what we just read there in Malachi. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, uh, always having all sufficiency in all things that you may abound to every good work. Uh, and so in the, he, in the context of what he's talking about, he's talking specifically about your financial ability, right? That, that there is grace, that finances are a grace or God's power working in you, right? So there is... There is um, God's power in the area of finances that's available to you in your life if you follow the will and plan of God. And he said he's able to make all grace abound towards you. So not just barely enough, not just equal to what your needs, but abound, right? Exceed what you have need of. Uh, that you always having all sufficiency in all things. So uh, is it God's plan that in every area of your life that you have all sufficiency? That you, there's no lack at all, no lack of finances, right? No, no lack of any, anytime you have money, that you have, need to have money, that it's there, that would be all sufficiency in all things, right? Uh, but then he goes beyond that, may abound to every good work. So if there's good works that you want to invest in financially, uh, other churches, other ministries, those are good works, right? Uh, he said that you can abound in those good works as well. So he wants to take care of you personally, because that's what he said first, right? That you'd have all sufficiency in all things, but then also that you may abound to every good work. Now, the Lord should lead you in those things, amen? Uh, he, should, he should lead you in those areas. And, uh, and I, you know, I know, uh, and I've seen it before, some ministries, you know, you get in good with, with ministries by giving a lot to that ministry. And, you know, that's really kind of buying your way into it, right? Uh, and, uh, and one of the things, and really the Lord's kind of been working on me, and to be honest, he, he's not done working on me yet. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, my experience with not everybody, but in many of the places I went overseas, uh, all of, the, all of the, the ministries were doing this right here. 
They didn't care what you had to say. They didn't care what your background was. They didn't care what anointing you had, what faith you had. They just want to know what your billfold looked like. And it was, to me, it was really distasteful, right? I mean, some of them just were, were thieves, right? Just, uh, I know we, uh, I was in one, in one um, crusade, and there was a, a director there over the crusade. And he came to me one day near the end of the week and said, hey, um, when you go to the airport, it, it, you have to, it costs $200 to get out of the country. Really? He said, yeah. He said, just give it to me. I'll take care of it for you. Uh, and I said, well, you know, this isn't my trip. This is, you know, I was with another group. I said, you know, I'll talk to the leader of the group and whatever she says to do, that, then that's what I'll do. And so later on, I went and talked to her and she said, he knows that ain't true. He knows I've already taken care of that. You know, but he's thinking because she's already taken care of that, I can give, get him to give me the money and not tell her. And now I'm up 200 bucks, right? That wasn't the only time he did stuff like that. Uh, and so, you know, after a while, it's like, you know, the people were wonderful. I mean, uh, nearly every person I met in the church was wonderful. Uh, but you, you were there that time. We, we gave away candy, right? Just we, hit, we brought like 10 pounds of just candy, right? Just like to like throw it throw at the parade here. But we did that, and, and I mean, these people were aggressive, right? I mean, grandma's pushing down babies, right? There's some grandma lady, she's very aggressive, right? And just these candy, these trinkets, right? It wasn't like a meal, right? Like a steak or anything, you know? We did throw out some steaks earlier, later on, but the, no, we didn't do it. But um, uh, I mean, just, you know, because they, they're desperate. And, and, you know, so we weren't trying to, we, that, I don't know if that was really a good idea or not. We were just trying to be a blessing to the kids, right? But then the parents and the, and the grandparents were like, shut up, kid, give me that money. Give me that candy. Uh, and so, so you know, uh, um, and so the Lord's working on me because I have to make sure I don't get bitter in my heart towards the earth, right? <laughs> I ain't never going over anywhere ever again, right? Uh, and so, because uh, then I'll be like Paul, right? Paul said, I'm not talking again. And the Lord appeared to him and said, you keep on talking. Uh, and so you got to make sure that you cut, don't cut things off. But there may be places where I don't go just because uh, the leadership there is so corrupt uh, that um, uh, I know when, when we were here with... Uh, uh, Brother Nigel, he was talking about the similar things that he, there was one minister every time he called him, hey, if you give me $1,000, we, we can get your crusade going right now. And the crusade only costs $8 to start, so he pockets the other $992, right? That's kind of how it works, right? And so, you know, uh, and I get invitations like that all the time, right? Come overseas, you know, and it's like, you know, I don't know you. Uh, and, uh, and so, um, so you've, you've just got to, You've got to be careful, and you've got to not be jaundiced about those things, right? Kind of bitter towards those people. So, like I said, the Lord's still working on me because uh, I went, I've been overseas many times, and, and um, the people are, are always wonderful. And really, most of the ministries were fine, but there was a few that were just, you know, they were only there for the money. Uh, but that's not unlike the United States either, right? It's not just third world countries there. And so, so, but if you do these things, what's the promise? God is able to make all grace abound towards you, and you having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. So you should have plenty of money that you give anywhere, right? Wherever the Lord, whatever ministry the Lord lays on your heart, whatever good work the Lord says, be involved with that. It doesn't have to be a ministry, right? It could be, you know, you could give the natural things, right? You've got the children's hospital. You've got, you know, you've got your blood uh, thing drives. I mean, there's all kinds of things that, that people can that, that have need of that are good works, right? In the sense that they help humanity. Uh, and so... The Lord wants you, wants the church to be able to fund these things, right? And so if the church is picking and choosing what's good works and what aren't good works by the Spirit of God, see, then all would be well, amen? Because uh, you follow the money, 
Uh, and, and so many things are only in it for the money. But if the Lord says, well, you don't give to that because they're only in it for the money, well, then that's fine, right? You just like those little, those little change things at the, at the gas station, right? Help the poor children. Oh, I'm going to give my quarters in there. And you realize, and, and you find out, well, yeah, they give like, uh, like a penny on the, on the $10 bill towards the children, and they keep the other $9.99. So you don't give to that, right? It's just a scam. Uh, and so... Uh, and a lot of these times when people say, would you like to donate so much money to this thing? I just look at them and say, no. Oh, you're, you, know, you don't want to give to the children with the cancer? Well, not through you, no. Uh, because I don't know how much money is going to the children with the cancer. Now, they say that, right? See, that's, that goes back up to giving grudgingly, right? That they're using children with, with uh, sickness and disease. Now, there are plenty of good, uh, you know, like St. Saint Joseph is a, is a children's hospital. and. and St. Jude, St. Jude, uh, and uh, like Chattanooga and stuff, you know, those are good charities. And, uh, but it wouldn't hurt to look up well, what percentage of the charitable giving goes to the actual work, right? And so you've got to be careful with those things. Be wise as serpents, amen? Now, I'm not saying don't give to any of those things. I've never given those in the gas station things because for the most part, those are all crooked. But uh, again, I don't know any, any background of them other than, you know, you check into them and yeah, it's a penny on the, on the dollar maybe, right? In a good day, so... But see, uh, abound to every good work that the Lord tells you to give. Amen? So if the Lord doesn't tell you, tell you to give to the you know, to cancer-stricken children on, on, uh, on TV, then you don't give. Well, don't you feel bad? No, the Lord knows the end from the beginning. If he says don't give, then I'm not under any, uh, I don't feel bad about it at all. <laughs> well, they're not going to get help. Well, maybe not that way, you know, but, um, you know, if I knew some of them personally, I could give them directly. Amen? So you don't ever feel bad if the Lord doesn't direct you to give to somebody. Because if you're giving out of your emotions, see, that's not, that's not, gonna, that's not going to take advantage of the faith of giving. Amen? Because when you give, you should give by faith. Amen? And so if you give by faith, everything's good. Uh, and so uh, that's a good promise. Verse 8 is a good promise there. Amen? That you can abound to every good work. Uh, and then he says in verse 9, As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Uh, he that ministered seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruit of your righteousness. So I, I wanted to uh, look at verse um, 10 here, because uh, that kind of ends this uh, particular uh, uh, verse of scriptures here that we're looking at. Uh, verse 10 is an interesting verse because he says, Now he that ministereth seed to the sower. So notice it doesn't say, he that ministers seed to the child of God. So when he says he ministers seed to the sower, now he's talking about a specific uh, title that is earned uh, by somebody in the church uh, before he, sows, he gives uh, seed to that sower. So he's going to give him a title called sower, just like he gives him a title of elder or bishop or deacon or whatever. He, the Lord is assigning a title of, of sower uh, to people. So that, that position of sower is earned, right? Uh, and so uh, you'd say, well, I want to be a sower. That's great. You're not a sower yet until you actually sow, right? And so just like, uh, you know, I could say I want to be a runner. Have you ever run? No. Well, then you're not really a runner. Well, I'm a runner. Well, have you ever run? No. Well, then unless you actually do the work, you're not actually the work, right? So unless you do that, you know, you're not actually that thing. Uh, and so... Uh, so there, are, there is a limited number of people that the Lord has looked at and has seen by evidence in their life that they are sowers, right? People who give. 
And he says, well, for this group of people, because they give according to my word by what I tell them to do. If I tell them to give, they give. If I tell them to give a lot, they give a lot. If I tell them to give just a small portion, you know, because the Lord will tell you what to give whatever is in your heart, right? Uh, And so uh, if you're doing that, see, then the Lord, he said, he will minister seed to you. So now you end up finding out that, well, Lord, I've got all all this extra money now. Uh, well, what is that for? Well, it's, it's seed, right? Uh, you come in this extra money because now he's ministering seed for you with well, the seed that, that he's talking about is finances. And the purpose of that seed is to do what? It's to sow, right? So the, you don't eat the seed, right? I mean, if you ate the seed, then you're stuck in November, right? When you start uh, harvesting, then you have no harvest, right? You have no reaping because you've eaten the seed. Now you could eat the seed, it's edible, right? But it wouldn't be a good idea, right? And so, but see, if you're eating the seed, you're not a sower. Because who's deciding if you're a sower or not? Not me, right? I'm not, the, I'm, not the, I'm not the designator of being a sower. The Lord decides who's, that, who's a sower. Well, how does he decide? Well, he knows, right? He knows if you're sowing, if you're sowing the right heart, and you're a cheerful giver and all those things. Now, and by his direction, by faith, right? It's not hard to do. You sow by faith, right? You, as the Lord instructs you, you give, and the Lord will designate, oh, they're a sower. Then I can give, I can, I can now minister seed or give to them seed so they can take that seed and do what with it? What do you do with seed? Well, you sow, right? Because he said he just gave a seed to the sower. Uh, and so uh, he said, uh, both minister bread for your food and multiplied your seed sown and increased the fruits of your righteousness. Now, uh, one of the things uh, when, it, when, when we look at uh, multiplying your seed sown, it's not just, uh, I mean, uh, when you sow your seed, right, uh, and that goes into the ground, and it produces a harvest. So uh, you get, you know, whatever, if you sow one kernel of corn, you're going to get probably thousands of kernels of corn uh, in, in, out of the ground, right? So, so it's multiplying there. If you think, if you remember back uh, when Jesus uh, fed the 5,000, one of the things that he did when he took, he took the bread, now he's going to sow this bread and these fish into the 5,000 people, right? Do so you remember the story? Uh, and it says, but he said he looked up to heaven and he, and he blessed it. And then when he blessed it, it started multiplying. Uh, and then how many, he's just started with, you know, in one case, five loaves and three fishes. Uh, and he fed the thousands of people. Well, how many basketfuls did they get back? They got 12 basketfuls back, right? But was the 12 basketfuls, if they just had 12 basketfuls to start with, would that have been enough to feed the 5,000? Well, 12, 12 wouldn't have been enough to feed the 5,000. So the seed that they sowed was multiplied to the receiver. Now, it was still multiplied to the, to, to the giver, but it was multiplied more to the, to the receiver, right? So the seed was multiplied to the receiver. And, and I say all that because one of the things that would help us when we, when we give, and, and uh, I've made a habit of this over the years when I give, I, I always ask the Lord, Lord, multiply this seed uh, according to the need that that ministry or that person has because I want him to multiply my seed sown, right? I want, to, I want him to take the seed that I sow and multiply it to the, to the ministry or to the person that I'm giving it to. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll receive back from that. I may receive 12 basketfuls, but that's only after I was able to help 5,000 people by my giving, amen? So if you can do that, if you can have that mindset and that heart and that attitude, our, our heart and attitude should be on the giving side, not so much on the receiving. We, we, we believe God by faith on the receiving side, but that's not what we, we don't give for the purpose of receiving. We're thankful for that. And, you know, there's a balance there where people, oh, don't ever talk about the receiving part. 
well, you, I mean, it's a promise, right? Given it shall be given unto you. So, you know, you can say, well, Lord, I gave, you know, I need to receive, that's fine. But really, you know, when Jesus was, was giving, his thoughts were on the 5,000. He wasn't thinking, Lord, I wonder what I'm going to get back out of this. His thoughts were, you know, I want to feed the 5,000. I want to help these people. And when you give, your giving should be, Lord, I want to help uh, this receiver. I want to help, you know, if it's this church, I want to help this church. Uh, and that's because that's a cheerful giver, right? See, if you're only thinking about receiving, that, that kind of leans towards uh, being a covetous giver, right? I'm giving, but only so I can get back from the Lord. You're forgetting the receiving part, the receiver part entirely. Well, if, if we focus on, on the Lord uh, multiply my seed sown uh, to the receiver, Lord, bless this and multiply this seed sown so that they have all the funds they need to do their job. Now, you know, you could take that whole concept and say that means I just have to give less, less money, right? Because if, if I just give one seed now, I was going to give 10, but I was going to just give one, and I'm going to ask the Lord to multiply that. Well, then now you're going up and violating uh, the, the sparingly and bountifully up above, right? And so there's not a loophole. You're not, it's not a, uh, well, that's a loophole, right? That's, we, I, we can just cut our giving by half and just ask the Lord to multiply it. Well, that's between you and the Lord, right? And so if you can get away with that with the Lord, then that's fine, right? None of my business, but... Uh, that's not the point. It's not a loophole, right? Uh, the, but the point is, have the heart that, Lord, I want you to multiply this seed sown so that the, that the person receiving that has everything they need to accomplish what you've called them to do. Uh, and see, then that, that's, that's the best of both worlds because then you give them by faith, but then your faith, faith will also cause that uh, the ministry of the church, you know, in our case, uh, to be blessed uh, financially. But you're still going to get 12 basketfuls, right? I mean, that's, that's pretty good starting with, with five five loaves and three fishes, and you get from that to 12 basketfuls. Now, how many disciples were there, by the way? 12. Uh, who helped them to give it all out? The 12 disciples, right? Uh, and so you think they all got assigned one basket to take home? I, you know, I imagine they didn't tell us that, but I imagine because they were the ones doing all the work to give, because who was doing all the work? Well, the 12 disciples were, right? And so uh, I just was, uh, I didn't even think about that until um, about a month or two ago, and so uh, so they got, they got in on the blessing too, amen? They, weren't they blessed too? Weren't they, they're worthy of their work, amen? Uh, and so, so uh, verse 10 is, is helpful because, first of all, it says, now he that men have seed to the sower. So everybody's not a sower. So if, you, if you're not a sower, and again, it's not my job to, to designate you a sower or not. That's the job of the Spirit of God and the Lord Jesus himself. But um, if you're not designated a sower, then you're not qualified for this verse, right? Well, I, I need... I need to, I need to uh, uh, all my seed to be multiplied. Of course, you know, it's hard to, if you're not a giver for your seed to be multiplied, right? What do you, what's he going to actually multiply? Uh, and so, but he, he also ministers bread for your food. Uh, so he is talking about that there is, for the sower, that there is just natural provision to provide for you, right? It's not just food, right? It's whatever you have need of in this natural world. Uh, but in this case, he, he's using food as an example, he ministers bread for your food and multiplies your seed sown. So he's going to take care of you and he's going to take care of where your, your finances are going. Amen. But if you're not a sower, then you're not qualified for him to minister bread for your food. Right. Uh, and so, well, Lord, you know, I'm always hungry all the time. Why don't I ever have what I, what I need all the time? Well, are you a sower? Well, well I can't afford to give. Okay, that is fine. I'm not judging you, but you're not qualified for these verses, right? See, and I would have no problem telling people that. And I have told people that, you know, well, uh, well I can't afford to tithe. Well, then I'm stuck. As a minister, you ask me how to help you financially. But if you, if you don't want to follow God's economy of giving and receiving, 
then there's nothing I can do other than just say, go, go get a job, right? You know, uh, and, uh, and of course, I tell them you should work anyway. But uh, so uh, I, I just like verse 10 because I want, I want to be a sower. Amen. I want, I want the Lord to designate, designate me as a sower so that all of my needs are met. And whatever I sow, it's, it's blessed beyond even what I'm sowing into the ministry. Amen. And so I think that's a pretty good deal. Uh, and so let's, uh, um, I just think it would be helpful to look at a few uh, verses just out of, out of your own Bible so you can see it for yourself. Uh, I know we reread this verse a lot, uh, Luke 6, 38, but it'd be good just to read it again in, in your own Bible. Uh, and so actually, uh, uh, since we're here, We'll just start in verse 37, right? Judge not, and you shall not be judged. I think we just talked about that, right? Condemn not, that you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Goods measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give it to your bosom. For with what? For the same measure that you meet or that you give, uh, with all, it shall be measured to you again. Uh, and so again, who's deciding uh, the measure that's going to give back to you? Well, the Lord is, right? So is it a dollar amount? No, it's a heart amount, right? It's whatever the heart tells you to give, then, then that's how the Lord's going to judge it, uh, for you to give or not, amen? Uh, and so, but uh, I like verse 37, because before he talks about giving and receiving, he talks about judging and not judging. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people would do well to read those two verses together because they get such on their high, on their high horse and on their soapbox against uh, finances in the church uh, and they start dictating to you what prosperity looks like. Uh, and you can't have a certain kind of car. You can't have a certain size house. You can't have certain things. You can't, have certain, you can't take certain trips. You, you know, you just, certain things you can't do because it's not on their approved list, as if they're, they're the designator of, of, of where those funds should go. Uh, and so uh, it's, it's really important uh, to do these things. Amen. And, and I'll just give you a testimony real quick. Uh, from, from me and Chris, uh, years ago, um, I was working at a, um, I was working at a particular job as an engineer, and um, um, we had sold, we had sold a vehicle, uh, and we asked the Lord, you know, do you want us to give it away, because we've given away cars before, and I got no problem with giving away a car, um, uh, and so, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, he, here's the thing that you've got to judge in your own heart. It's none of my business, right? But, um, uh, you know, some people, they can, they can never give anything away. Everything, they have to sell everything, even to their own mother, right? Mom's needing something. Mom, you know, I got, I got a great spatula, you know, uh, three bucks, I'll bring it to you, you know? I mean, I'm not, you haven't used it in years. You're sitting there brand new, still got the tag on it, you know? And I only paid $5 for it. I'll let you have it for three. You know, some people are just that way, right? They just, they have no concept, but just give it away. Well, you can't just give it away. Sure you can. You just give it all away, right? For me, it's like, man, I want to give it away. Just, you know, if it's, if it's collecting dust, give it away. Uh, and well, you know, you could sell it. I know I could sell it. I'm going to give it away, right? Uh, and so, but that, again, that's between, that's none of my business. If you want to sell it, your special to your mom, that's fine, right? Uh, and so, so we, we, we had this car, and, and, you know, somebody even came up to us once and said, wow, you know, they just, you know, they hem-haw around, you know, oh, I've always wanted a car just like that. I can't afford it, though, you know, but I sure would love to have a car just like that. What's the serial number? Yeah, that serial number, right? Just same serial number. And, and, you know, and, you know, after a while, you just kind of get to where, 
you just blah, 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 right? Because, because if the Lord doesn't tell you, then, then they're just manipulating, right? Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's uh, you know, I just, I, I just, I just, that's just like nails on a chalkboard, right? When people try to, see, that's giving by necessity, right? That's being coerced to give. Well, Lord, that they need a car. I guess I've got to give it to them, you know? Uh, and they'll shame you into it. I got no shame. You want to try to shame me into giving you something? I'll walk right by you, right? It's like that guy came by one time, you know, what are you doing? I'm just walking down the road, see if I can find some quarters to get some coffee. Man, I hope you find one. <laughs> but you didn't give it to him? No. He walked out the door with no coffee, right? Uh, and so, <laughs> I just don't play those games. Now, if he said, hey, you got a dollar I can have to go get some coffee? Yeah, sure, I'll give you a dollar. No problem, you know? I mean, you ask, I'll probably give it to you, right? But uh, maybe, you know, you'd, uh, you'd roll the dice and see, right? But, um, uh, but uh, if you're going to try to manipulate it out of me, Man, I'd just be, I'll hook up right where your faith is at. I hope you find that dollar. I heard, you know, I heard somebody drop the quarter over there on that road over there, just walk down. There's only a mile away. You go, I bet it's still there. You go check and see, right? No, I'm not going to. But anyway, so, uh, so we didn't give it to him. Uh, and uh, so we sold it. But as soon as we sold it, Lord, so now you hang on to that money. All right, no problem, Lord. Uh, you know, and so we asked him, Lord, remember we prayed, Lord, what do you want us to do with this money? It was a lot of money, but, you know, back then it was a lot of money for us. Uh, and uh, he just hang on to it. All right, fine. Because we could have bought stuff. Anybody ever think of things they could always buy? It's always something you can buy, right? Uh, and so, so we didn't buy it. We didn't buy anything with it. And the, 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 one night, uh, one of the youth had, a, they, needed, they needed some money to do something. And so the Lord said, you give part of that money for that. That's fine, right? So we still had most of it. But then one night, um, this, the couple got up, the pastor got up and said, hey, this couple, uh, they're really struggling uh, and uh, we're going to receive an offering for them. And just every now and then he'd do stuff like that, right? We're going to receive an offering for this couple. All right, so I was sitting by Chris, and we said, well, how much do you want to give? Uh, what do you think about a dollar? How about a dollar? We can give, we write a check for a dollar, right? We can do that. We didn't, we didn't say that, actually, but uh, uh, we said, well, how about this much? And, and we like, well, that's not the number, right? Because you know, sometimes you don't know until you say it, right? Sometimes you've got to say it. Uh, how about, uh, what about this number? Uh, that's not it. So we cut it in half, right? No, we didn't, go, we didn't go down. We went up, right? Some people was like, you know, that's too much. Just cut it in half. Uh, and so I just, the Lord just doesn't work that way, right? He just, some people just, you know, uh, you, you got you to gotta think like the Lord thinks, right? And so we finally, you know, we, we, we hem hawed around back and forth. And, and, and even the pastor said something. What, what are you going to do? What are we talking about it, right? Give me a minute. Um, and, uh, and so you know, I would never do that. I would never, you know, say hurry up, right? I mean, but anyway, so. Finally said, well, why don't we just give it all? When we said that, the, down here is like, yeah, that's the number, right? That's the number. So we wrote a check for that much money, uh, and it was thousands of dollars, and, and uh, no, no big deal, right? We just, I mean, the Lord said, just write it. It's no big deal, right? We, don't, we, didn't, we didn't regret it. We're glad to do it, right? We, didn't, we weren't coerced because we were talking about it. If he said give half, I'd have been happy to give half. If he said give a dollar, I'd have been happy to give a dollar, right? But he said write the check for the whole thing. We wrote the check for the whole thing. And later on, you know, they didn't need to do this, and I wish they hadn't done it, but they, somebody told them what we gave, and he came up to me after the service and said, that's the exact amount of money that we needed. Uh, and that's great, you know, but really, you know, we didn't really do that to get the credit from you for that, right? And so, uh, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, that's just another discussion right there. But anyway, it was about, uh, I don't know, just a few weeks after that, uh, they came in and said, uh, you're all fired. We're all going to fire you because uh, we're going to close this office down and you can either move to Detroit or you can leave the company. 
and, and so I said, uh, well, as they said, we're going to, uh, they had this telephone conversation, and so uh, they got some new vice president, you know, and, and decided that he didn't like our group. Now, our group had saved the company, saved the company like $15 million just a year before because they called us the brain room. We were all ex-NASA engineers, and we would figure out all these warranty problems for them. Well, yeah, we did yeah, this, this, right, this, you know, $5 million there, $10 million there. I mean, we saved them millions of dollars. And, but this vice president, I don't like him being down there. Well, why are they down there? Because that's where we want to be. If you're saving a company $15 million a year, you should be wherever you want to be, right? He didn't care. Uh, and, and he had people all over the world, because we work with the company, the parts of the company all over the world, calling him, don't mess up. That, that's the brain room. Don't mess up the brain room, right? Uh, and, and, and I don't care. I'm shutting them down. And so most of us just said, see ya. You know, we're out of here, right? Uh, and because the Lord said, just stay where you're at. Okay, well, now he's obligated. Well, you know, it would have been good for him to tell me uh, that before, that, that I was going to lose my job before I gave all that money away, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, you, it's not to have a, uh, you've got to have a cushion, right? you got to have a, a, a rainy day fund, right? Because someday it just rains and the Lord doesn't provide, so you've got to have your own fund, right? Because that's the, that's the way we work. And so, you know, you've got to have a rainy day fund. Uh, I, just, I don't have a rainy day fund, right? I mean, it just, because then it's me thinking, well, when bad, bad things happen, then, then I'm good, right? I'm covered. The Lord's not going to take care of me. I've got this, Lord. I don't, you know, nothing wrong with saving money. Save all that you can, right? But you shouldn't save by fear, amen? Well, you just never know when you're going to lose your job, right? See, that's saving by fear, amen? Uh, if you're not spending it, then you're obviously kind of saving it, right? And so, you know, you don't have to buy everything that you see. So, so uh, we gave that money away, uh, and, um, but it turns out, if you fast forward then to the end of the whole thing, um, we ended up, uh, they said, well, here's the package. If you're going to leave, we'll give you a package. Okay. And then they called us up and said, hang on, we're going to change the package. Uh, all right, fine. You know, so uh, they, changed, they came back and said, we're actually going to double the package. We're like, okay, we'll take that, right? So uh, uh, when, we, when I finally left, we, we ended up that year, Chris figured it out. I didn't figure it out. She said we were $80,000 up from from the year before because we gave that money away. Uh, and now, oh, so you mean if I give away, you're going to get $80,000? I make no, that's not between, that's not me. I'm not your source. The Lord's your source, amen? But the, but the point of it is, we've done that so many times where we just give, right? If, uh, if we're tight, we'll just give. Uh, and and we, don't, we, don't leave, we just do it, amen? If the Lord says give, we just, we just give, amen? In fact, you know, uh, just the other day, we found out Brother Randy had some extra expenses from, uh, from his airplane, uh, something just happened, and, and we were down in Florida, and the Lord said, just, just double up what you normally give. All right, fine, we just double it up, right? No problem. Well, don't you think, you, it, 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 there's no, it, we just do it, amen? Uh, and, and so, uh, because the Lord's promise is true, given it shall be given unto you, amen? Not a coercion. He, he, he said, he told us what happened, but he wasn't like, you know, y'all better give, because, you know, we got to, uh, there was no coercion. He, you know, and I got no problem with people saying, hey, you know, we got this thing coming up. You know, Brother Hagin used to do that well, once a quarter. He had, in, in his newsletter, he'd say, you know, hey, we're, we're recarpeting all the buildings. It's going to cost, you know, a million dollars or whatever it is. Uh, just letting you know. If you'd like to give, that'd be great. You know, uh, if you don't want to give, uh, we're going to talk bad about your mom. Uh, he, but he never said that, right? And so, so uh, if we can find the balance here, uh, this is a true statement, true verse, right? True promise. Given it shall be given unto you. And I like this. I just like this verse because this is Jesus in defining how he wants to set up his economy. 
if you'll give by faith, by my direction, by what's in your heart, uh, and see that all those things are implied, right? Uh, it's not just give by coercion, give because somebody's desperate. You know, uh, how many poor people you reckon Jesus walked by and never gave a penny to? I mean, he walked everywhere he went, right? So, you know, he walked by beggars, right? Remember the, the beggar in Acts chapter 3 at, at the gate beautiful in the temple? Begging alms? Said he'd been there for a long time? Well, you know, Jesus went to the temple. You know, he'd seen this guy. And not a single time. Didn't even heal him. Walked right by him. Hey, Bob. Hey, Jesus. I mean, just, you know, that's it. And Jesus didn't even help him. Uh, and it, was, it took Peter and John to help him, right? Uh, was Jesus uncaring? No, you just, you know, if the Spirit of God doesn't say to do it, then you're good because the Spirit of God knows everything, right? He knows everything. And you have to have confidence that He knows everything. He knows if they're telling the truth, He knows if they're lying. He knows, and look, I've given to people I know were lying. Absolutely, they were lying. I knew they were lying. Lord, should give them to them anyway. Okay, no problem. They think they got one over on me. They ain't got one over me. You walk out and buy a liar. Uh, and, and um, you know, uh, uh, why? Because the Lord's merciful. Sometimes he'll throw mercy to help them out, right? And, well, don't you feel bad about that? Not a bit. I'll give the money to a liar just as much as I give to, to a righteous person if the Lord says to do it. Uh, because if I give... See, with good measure, pressure down, shaking the other, the Lord will give unto me. That's bad soil if, if you go by what some people say. Well, you can only give good soil. No, the soil is the faith that you give it with. Amen? Not the destination of where the money goes. Amen? And so you keep that in your mind. Then, then well, wow, I just lost out that money because that, that turned out that ministry was corrupt. Uh, and, and I thought the Lord told me to give that money to them. Well, if the Lord told you to give it to them, then, then you just go back to Luke 6.38. Lord, I gave. Uh, by your spirit, I gave, right? Uh, and so we'll look at some more verses related to this. Uh, and then um, I do want to talk about a little bit uh, as we go on, because, uh, again, we could stay on this, this area for a long time. But um, uh, there are some things that, that Paul said in the area of ministry, and I do want to cover that uh, just because uh, the, 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 he has a lot to say about giving in the ministry. Uh, but um, there's some good things in there that we'll talk about. Because we, uh, we need to see it from the ministry standpoint because the ministries have been the source of much of the corruption in the area of finances. I know people in the church can be corrupt and be, you know, love money and, you know, uh, get an error in finances. But a lot of in the, as far as the church as a whole goes, the ministries have been uh, uh, really bad about that, right? Not all ministries, but when they're bad, they're really bad, right? Uh, in, and uh, they, they put a a blot on the whole church when they do things like that. And it causes a lot of people, I'll never give again, right? And they, well, I'll only give, you know, to people I know, or I'll only give that, you know, whatever. Uh, and so let's pray and thank the Lord for his word. So Father, we do thank you for your word. And Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you, Father, for watching over us and being good to us. And Father, we thank you that your word is so. And we choose to give, Father, according to your word and according to what you tell us in our hearts to do. And so, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you as we give according to your word by faith that with good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into our bosom. We thank you for that, Father. We give without condemnation. We give without coercion, Father. We give because we're cheerful to give. We thank you for these things, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Well, let's get ready and receive. It seems like a good time to receive an offering after all that, right? Uh, and so, uh, but the Lord is good. Amen. Uh, and um, um, there's some other things I was going to mention there, but maybe we'll mention those next week. So come ahead, Mr. Jared, and receive, uh, receive the offering. Um.
Oh, I know I was going to say, uh, one of the things that you've got to be careful of, and this really applies to every area of your life, not just in giving, uh, but don't, make sure that you don't set up any laws in your own life. Some people say, you know, I don't ever uh, lend money to the family. You know, people say things like that. I don't lend money to family members. That's fine. Then you just told the Lord, don't ever tell me to do that. Amen? And so what if, Lord, I mean, you may be the only person in your whole family has got money, right? Now, look, my, I've got a big family. I've had a lot of people call me with money. I've helped many of them. I haven't helped them all, you know. Someone called me and said, nope. I'm like, what? No. Well, how come? There's no unction to give. You know, and they don't know that. I don't tell them that, this, well, the Spirit of God told me not to give because then they'd be like, well, what are you, a cult or something? Um, but um, no, I'm not a cult. I'm a child of God, amen, led by the Spirit of God. Uh, but don't make any laws, right? I don't give so much money. You know, you know, I only give cash. I only give, you know, coins, right? I don't get folding cut. You know, I only deal with $100 bills. I mean, whatever. Don't make any laws, amen? Because if you make a law, you're telling the Lord to not speak to you in that area. And you know what he'll do? He will not speak to you in that area. And you know what happened? You will never be blessed in that area, amen? You will miss out on blessings that he intended for you to have. So just don't make any laws. I make no laws. I tell the Lord, everything I have belongs to you. Every dollar, every vehicle, every house, every square foot of everything, it all belongs to you. Amen. You want me to give it all away? I'll walk away tomorrow. Uh, and because uh, and, and the thing is, if you gave it all away, you'd get it all back, right? And so he's like, then you're stuck, right? Lord, I just tried to give it all away. Well, here's all the back, right? In, uh, in abundance, amen? If, he, if, he's, if his word is so, that's what would happen, amen? And so praise God, we'll be blessed. Uh, and uh, we'll see you on Sunday.